Hi, we are Easy A's, Angie and Amanda, two best friends with a decade between us, which has shown us that you don't have to be at the same age and stage to get each other at a soul level. We believe life should be easy, not to say that it won't be complicated, but we are finding it is possible to move through life with more ease. Join us as we go down the rabbit hole of anything and everything that is lighting us up at the moment. I feel good about this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to turn my phone on Do Not Disturb right now. That's what she says every time. She doesn't want to be disturbed. Well, because if I am, my phone will start to ring. Are you sweaty? Do you want me to uncover that cover, that vent? I'm sweaty from earlier and it's cold now. Everybody's sweat now. We start every episode (laughs) with song. I know, it's because I'm such a good singer. You are a good singer. That's what my choir teacher in sixth grade told me. I I remember my choir teacher telling me, we need to work on your range. <laughs> because when you go from your regular register to your falsetto, they don't sound good. <laughs> okay. True story. When I was in uh, college, I... <laughs> I was in this group called Friends and we toured the country and you know I played the violin and um but I also was in the choir for the college and right. so I tried out and I sang Dixie Chicks Ready to Run and oh I played Oh my god I love that. Played my violin and I was trying to showcase myself. And solo? later on like it was a solo. Yeah, it was so nerve-wracking. And then later on in the year <laughs> the jerk of the the guy who was leading it he was like Miss Qualls, now we didn't pick you for your voice <laughs> or something. And I was like, You're like all right, all then. right. All right. <laughs> well, the, then I shall fake it in the microphone. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is we think we sound so good. I remember. I don't know. If I so, did. I mean, I, I think I knew I didn't, but my heart, my heart said I did right. sound so good. And <laughs> well, you're not tone deaf. No, I'm not tone deaf. I can carry a tune, but I'm certainly not like any sort of like musician but i've said this a million times and i'll continue to say it i have the heart (laughs) of an artist and the talent of an actuary like i don't know like i'm not you looking at me like that that fell flat no no i was like (laughs) the heart of a lion (laughs) i have the heart of an artist and like you know kind of the talent of a lawyer like exactly no and and it's like one of those things where i'm like but I really feel it so deeply within myself. <laughs> and I remember taking. <laughs> That's well, the best kind. When I was, gra- when I graduated wow. college, I was an admissions counselor at the school I went to in Northern Indiana. It's called Goshen College. And I went from, you know, where I, I took this group of students out on the road. So basically what you were just talking about mm-hmm. when you went on tour, I took this group of students on tour and they were considered like a, a drama team, right? Like it was like drama and worship. Mm-hmm. So we'd like tour around to churches. They would perform, they would do skits, they would do music. Very much similar. And I was just discovering my love, my deep abiding love for the Indigo Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I... You could not convince me that my my musical talents hadn't finally just come in because I felt it so deeply within my soul. <laughs> Did I you perform? Went for it. 
no, but I would sing with these college students and I'm driving, literally, I'm driving a 15 passenger van That's cute. through Ohio, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, New York state, like country bumpkin style, New York state, not the city. And I'm driving through these like country rural areas with these students in a 15 passenger van. I'm the faculty sponsor, the yeah. staff sponsor for this. And I'm just driving around singing the Indigo Girls at the top of my lungs with these students. They loved it. I, I mean, I'm sure they did. They were actually talented, though. But I thought I was, too. You know, I think it sounds very similar. And also, like, why is that what we're doing to try and get people to come to our college? <laughs> Singing mediocre Kelly Clarkson songs on the road. Faking faking singing for me over here but it works i mean somehow right like i i feel like we i used to look up to it when they would come through totally. I was when like, i was a youth so student cool. yeah totally it's because we were brainwashed <laughs> well we'll be talking about that a bit today on the show so this is a, a good segue to dark sorry <laughs> Mm. Well, you know, we we all start somewhere. Um, so that's that's literally the perfect way to kind of step into what we're talking yeah, about today. Because actually. what we are talking about today is quite a departure from how both of us grew up, right? Well, yeah, totally. So today we want to talk about <laughs> a practice that we both really we really enjoy. We both really dive into it pretty deep, depending on, you know, kind of we ebb and flow with it probably. But the concept is tarot yeah or tarot depending on how you call it or you and i tarot. both i think tarot tourette tourette i thought tourette's was like a good you know it's totally different but the concept of tarot cards and how it's interesting it's become such a i think a pretty big part of both of our practices with intuition but it is not something that we grew up necessarily having a good connotation for yeah well we were talking about it before and so i guess the best question is to say like what does the word conjure right and conjures the, a good one. conjures the perfect word for this what does the word tarot conjure up for you right and i think that conjure is also a good word the conjuring because it of course growing up the way that i did and the way that you know the community that i grew up within i think the concept of tarot would have been looked at in terms of it being kind of a dark art or a dark magic Mm -hmm. like along the same lines as ouija boards and you would mention fortune tellers like things like that that are like those are not those are not of god right and those are not things that if you have faith and if you believe in a higher power that is god that's not something you're going to put your faith behind. Right. You know, something like that is feels wrong. It feels, um, you know, witchy, witchcrafty, um, very similar to doing like a Ouija board or something for sure. Um, and so kind of, yeah, very dark and something, you know, you probably stay away from because of that. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, well, let me ask you a quick question before we fast forward. Did you have any experiences with things like that as a child? Because I do remember a couple of birthday parties and certain um, classmates that we would kind of hang out at their house. And there were 
did you ever know the game light as a feather stiff as a board Mm -hmm. okay so we played that game growing up and we played ouija board and but these were not things that like had our families known we were playing with this stuff it would have been like we really were hiding it that we were doing this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i even remember like one summer at like we used to have bible memory camp i think is what it was called or a vacation bible school and in the bible summer <laughs> bible me- well we we, we did have to do bible memory like we had to do verses that where we wouldn't like memorize that but we also had summer vacation bible school and i remember hiding during like recess at bible school um where we would be outside kind of hiding around this corner of the church playing a game where you would cross your arms across your chest and hold your breath and then kind of bend over. And it was like the challenge or the game was to see how long it would take before you passed out. Mm -hmm. And it felt like the same type of thing. Like it felt like light as a feather, stiff as a board. It felt like Ouija boards. It felt wrong. And it felt like we were doing things we should not be doing. And had we been caught, we probably would have gotten in quite a bit of trouble. And I remember a girl, um, actually a relatively good friend of mine, passing out for a considerable amount of time, and we did not know what we were going to do. Oh, wow. And so it's like the like that's what's kind of coming up for me when we talk about what was the what was the connotation? Mm-hmm. What does that conjure up for me? Like these are the memories that are coming back to me playing with these games that felt kind of dark and kind of felt wrong. Yeah dark but then also an element i guess for me of like nonsense and totally um you know like voodoo i don't know just things that you didn't even it's not like anything i ever considered even messing with yeah like but i wasn't it wasn't because i was worried about well obviously we were messing with it and it felt like we were playing with fire though yeah you know yeah which is maybe just the fear around it and what was intended of Staying away from it is there's something really scary about it. And right. You shouldn't do it. Um, and it's not like I gave it a lot of thought either. Right. Until. Well, and I think we talked recently. about this at one other point too, where I, I don't know if it was in an episode that we actually, you know, have put out or if it's just a conversation you and I have had, but growing up for me, the practice of yoga was a very similar thing. It was not it was mm-hmm. not considered something. I mean, I think it would have been kind of thrown into this woo-woo kind of witchy space of stuff because it was, you know, it, it was just, it's a foreign concept, right? Right. And so where I grew up and, and within that community, it felt, it just felt kind of like you're skating on a line here. Like these are not, you're not really riding the, the, on the right side of things here. That line. Mm-hmm. They'll get you every time. So, yeah, I think going from there and like you had said, fast forwarding to kind of today and how we look at the, you know, whether you want to say the art of tarot or the practice of tarot, I think it's very interesting to see how views have changed and what we do believe with it at this point in time. Because I think another thing that we pinpointed in the conversation leading up to to today's episode is the reason why it felt wrong. The reason why it felt scary is that 
when you are putting your trust in someone else or in something else to tell you your future or to Mm -hmm. determine what is going on in your life, there is a lot that kind of can come into question then. And so what are you really trusting, right? Right. I think... Well, that's why I think the example, and everyone's going to think that I watch too much Sex in the City, but there's an episode where um, Charlotte, she just goes from tarot reader to tarot reader, to tarot reader because the, tarot, the first one's like, you're never going to get married. And I am, if you pay me an extra hundred dollars, I can lift this curse or something <laughs> funny like that. And so I think that's why it's like you, you think that somebody's going to read something about you. That's going to say something about the rest of your entire life. Right. Um, it's the determining factor. And it's going to be something really dark. You know, you're never like, Oh, I'm going to get the best news. It's usually like, it's probably going to be very dark, especially when you're a kid, what you were talking about, right. like dark, evil, it's going to kill me. Like right. I'm going to pass out, whatever that is. Right. Right. And so then I think when I think of how we initially started getting into tarot, it was like, okay, this is kind of fun. It's not so dark anymore, but I really, really, really want to know the answer to something. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to go pay some money and somebody's going to read these cards and like, right. I'm going to take pictures because I want to remember and there's nothing wrong with that. But you put so much power into what somebody else mm-hmm. is is going to tell you and is determining about you. And then the power is all with the, the reader. Right. And, right. And, and it's not as dark anymore. Cause I think that concept even isn't as, I don't think that's even as, um, that feels like an old wives tale kind of thing, like movie, right. Kind of Ouija board kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. Talk about, when you first kind of got into it. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you went like, what were you looking for and what were you seeking from it? Absolutely. I was looking for answers. I mean, (laughs) you know, you don't go into this, but I think it was with a different, I do think it was with a different mindset. I wasn't thinking that somebody's going to tell me the end all be all of my future, but I do think that I put a lot more power Mm -hmm. in the hands of the person who was doing a reading for me than was warranted. And I don't think it's because that person held themselves out that way. I think that person had had a lot of experience with tarot over the years and was very wise and said, whatever we talk about today, if something resonates with you, allow that to sink in. And if it does not, allow it to go out of your consciousness and awareness. So they were already kind of trying to help prepare me for what I would be hearing, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter because I was there seeking, right? And when you're there seeking and you're looking to someone else to give you answers, then you're putting more power in the thing than you are in really like listening into your own heart your own gut and your own intuition, which is something I think we want to make sure we unpack a little bit of what we are talking about with intuition. But when I first started seeking out people to help me understand tarot, that's exactly where I was. And along with that, you're giving power not only to the person, but also to To the cards. cards. So let's say you get a really great card. You're going to be like, yes, Yes. I'm getting that promotion because the card said it. Right. Getting another job. You know, it might be something like very positive or very negative where you're like, oh, no, like, what does this mean? You know, and that's, again, because you're doing it out of a state of 
you're giving the cards power, you're giving the person power. And it's all, it's not meant to be any of that is what we've learned is that it's, it's just about really your intuition. And by intuition, we mean really, you know, what, what is already something that you know, Mm -hmm. and then the cards are just going to help show, right. Lead you to different, maybe understanding. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, you explain intuition too. I mean, I think we, and you know, we'll probably end up talking about this a little more later, but we both have really different styles of how we pull cards of how we read cards. But when I think about I intuition, in <laughs> I read mine in Morse code. <laughs> Uh, when we when we talk about it, it's it's more about the feeling that you get from something. So we'll be talking a little bit later about a card pull that we just did before the show, so that we can kind of talk about this a little bit. And what I recognized is that when I'm looking at cards, I don't necessarily look at what suit it is. I don't necessarily. I mean, I do eventually, but my first glance is always what is speaking to me from the card? And it's about the way that it hits me at a level that is like deep in my gut. And there is a meaning there that I haven't consulted a book to tell me what the meaning of the card is. I'm just saying, this is what immediately comes to my mind. And when I see it, I'm thinking, oh, of course, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you mean when you when you said intuition. It's like, it's something you already feel like you know on some unspoken level, but when you see it in your face, it gives you words for it. And it's like, I knew that already. That's mm-hmm. right. My inner knowing already had picked up on this. Right. And I think starting out, it is nice when you go to somebody and they can help guide that meeting for you. Um, for sure. And um, so there's nothing wrong with going to somebody to get a reading. No, not at all. It's, it's really powerful sometimes. F- and it's fun. Again, I think it really is all about your intention going into it. And I, I was recently having this conversation with somebody about it's it's kind of similar to horoscopes and things like that. Like whatever you want to do with it. It's To me, it's just fun. And it's not going to – it doesn't rule. Like nobody – hopefully nobody is going to sit there every morning and pull a card and only do something, you know, let that dictate how they operate their day. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, uh, like a OCD or something like you've got to like follow the card or someone's going to die, you know, kind of that thinking. And that's again, the fear of it. It's more so just when you're feeling it, if you're, if you're kind of stuck on something or, Honestly, just kind of a little bit, maybe you're a little stuck in life or you're a little bored and you're like, right. Oh, I'm feeling a little blah. Like I want to, I want to get some more clarity around this. It can be around anything. It could be, um, you know, a card of the day that just gives you guidance for the day. And we didn't really talk about this before, but the deck that you choose can, can really, you know, you can choose something very light and very positive. Right. There's some now that are just pretty much words or phrases, you know, and that's kind of a nice way to ease into it. Or, you know, you can get some, some other ones that are going to be a little bit more challenging maybe. Um, But I think that's a really important point is that the first, the first tarot deck I ever had was gifted to me and I still love it very much. But there is a real difference between a deck that is gifted to you 
and one that you kind of go and pick out and some like if it resonates with you, Mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't have to be like an enormous overwhelming experience when it resonates with you. I remember the first time you and I went and picked out decks in like in person, like tangible physical decks. And we went together. And actually the deck that we pulled from today is the deck that you eventually chose because it really spoke to you. Mm -hmm. The Um, pictures are great. They're amazing. And I actually, I love that deck and I subsequently got it, I think as a gift because my husband knew I liked it. But the deck that I picked that day is a deck that you've subsequently enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I think I think you might have it right now. I do. It's which well, is fine, but it's <laughs> You're like never getting it back. They just they resonated with us and I loved it for a while. It was the deck that I pulled my like year poll for in twenty twenty. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like they, they they there's an ebb and flow of what's speaking to you at any given time, and that's why I really enjoy having different decks because I might be really, the imagery of one deck might really be like kind of touching me or getting to me or bringing out a lot of like intuitive thoughts. Right. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And sometimes you come back. I had a deck that I started with that I come back to now and it's been a few years because it's just they're lovely cards. And sometimes that's what you're in the mood for is I don't need anything super harsh. I just want something lovely that gives me some inspiration for the day. Um, but they're, it's just fun and, um, they, yeah, I think, you know, you, one thing you just touched on is that you got gifted a deck. And so Mm -hmm. I know there's this like wives tale that says you have to be gifted your first deck. Mm. And, uh, I think that's totally false. Yeah. (laughs) There's just no hard and fast rules to any of this. I don't think. Also, Anyone listening to this, I feel like that knows me. Now I feel like I'm going to be the crazy person that, like the crazy aunt to my nieces. Like, oh, go get a, you know, your aunt's tarot card. Oh, well, you say that, but I actually am the crazy aunt. Well, I mean, I am too, is my point. But now I just feel like. I'm passing it on. I have a niece that I'm that lives out here in Colorado that I'm really close with. And, you know, I think uh, at family Christmas, I gifted her a, a deck that she had kind of fallen in love with. And she told me about it. And so I gifted it to her for Christmas. And you could just kind of see everybody's faces when she opened the deck. Everybody was like, eh, cool. <laughs> What is this, a card game? Moving on, right? Like, it was just like, yeah, that's the crazy aunt that's giving me, you know, tarot decks. You know, a couple, you've talked about this a couple of times, but I do think it's a good thing to talk about. Um, When you think about tarot and you first start into it as well, there are some cards that you kind of have a fear of pulling. Sure. Right? And so, you know, and in movies, TV shows, whatever. Oh, I love when you now watch a movie and it's like... They pull the you've death got the, card. The, yeah, the death. the death or like the devil or... Um, right. Oh, it's so funny. Like, and, and again, it's... But it's pulling out that old belief. It's like the woman in the, in the tent. What do you call it? Like, she's like a gypsy? A, I don't know. And sure. it's like, it's always like something super dark and evil. And right. Like, You've got the hanged man. Right. The hanged man. Yeah, that's another one. Okay. But it's like the more (laughs) you get into it, it's like, oh, these cards are actually like really beautiful opportunities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we pulled one of those, you know, for for the poll tonight. But as we looked at it, we started to see, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense for what we, what the question was we pulled. And, And it's, 
looking at it in a way that doesn't have to be fearful or negative. It's, it, it's a positive thing. And so I, I think it's just kind of fun to think about how that started, right? If you first pulled something and you got the death card, you were like, oh my God, does that mean I'm dying? And it's like you take it so literally rather than allowing just the card itself, the imagery of it, the meaning of it to kind of sink into you and be like, oh, what is it that's actually looking to be let go of right now? Well, and there's this also an element like when you, if you get a deck and you start to do it yourself. And I think the important thing to point out here is when you, when you do that, like you have to be in a clear kind of space and a clear kind of mind. Like you have to kind of breathe in and breathe out and say like, you know, this isn't, I don't know what I'm trying to describe, but you're going to have to just get well, at you peace hold it with lightly. it. Like yeah. you don't look at it as being the determining factor. Yeah. But I know if, <laughs> when I first got this deck, this one, there's some scary cards. There's this one <laughs> where there's like googly eyes getting like gouged out by swords. Right. And I remember pulling it and being like, well, that one doesn't count. <laughs> you know, you're like, nobody saw it. So, you know, I'm definitely not going to like get my eyes, you know, it's, right. but that's obviously the wrong kind of mindset of, right. I'm only going to pull them if I'm getting like these lovely, beautiful unicorns lovely and butterflies. Yeah. But I think that's, I, I love that you just brought that up too, because another way that, you know, I think we've obviously talked about the fact that we utilize tarot to kind of support ourselves when we have questions. And I think we've talked about, obviously you're not looking for an answer to your future. You're looking to have it help you process in an intuitive way, what guidance is it that you need for something right now? Beautiful. And you and I have both had moments in the last couple of weeks where we have felt individually like, okay, I, Angie, am having a time with something and I need somebody else who's a little bit more removed from it Mm-hmm. to give me some of their insight and intuition and then flip-flop that. I did it for you about a week later. And <laughs> we both pulled cards for each other that we're like, all right, these, you know, like don't let that carry, you know, don't get carried away with what you think this card might mean. Right. 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 And so I, for you, I pulled that googly eye with the scores and swords in it. And then I pulled like, I was like, okay, let's get a clarifier around this. And it was like literally the next worst one. Like it's like a cow with swords through the eyes, you know? And it's just like, all right, but what does this have to teach me? It's not really a negative thing. It's about, it's about the thing that we're seeking guidance on. Right. And what does that look like? And so putting it into perspective instead of thinking like, oh, this must be a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but sometimes we have things to learn that right. might be challenging us. I agree. Yeah. And sometimes it is really nice to have somebody else who knows you well anyway, and then they're doing it, but they don't have any of the emotion involved right. as you do. And so... They're able to like step away and say, this is maybe what this is pointing to. And it makes a lot of sense. And it's what it is at the end of the day. Why do we do it? Yeah. We do it because it's helpful. It's, yeah. it's, it's a modality mm-hmm. to help us process what we already know at a deep intuitive level. Yeah. It helps order things for us in our minds and in our hearts to say, oh, I don't need to be looking at this with the serious gravitas that I am. 
I can unpack it a little bit step by step. Right. And understand what the pieces are that are involved. And I can understand that when I see that, I get why I feel how I feel about it. It's insightful. It's um, a lot of times too, just kind of reminding you to let go or to, you know, really get clarity. Like it'll, you know, maybe ask you a question. Like, what is it that you're really trying to understand? Really? And again, it's just putting it back on you to, to, to try and figure right. it out. So again, another modality, the same as all the other things you could be doing. Right. There's a million and maybe we'll dive through some of those at some point, but this is one that, yeah, this is one that we both really have enjoyed. And I think it's been really additive to our own practices and, and ways of kind of tapping into our own intuition and making us or helping us kind of feel closer to our own, yeah, our own intuition and whatever's guiding us there. So if you were going to get, if you're starting out, if you, a listener are starting out and you're going to buy a deck, you know, buy a deck and I would say, you know, get familiar with the deck. And then what I would encourage is to just try to find meaning without looking at what the meaning is. It's a challenge for sure, because it's the default you want to escape to the book. Do it first and then go to the book or go to the internet and, you know, kind of get clarity there. But kind of just see what comes up for you because, again, it's intuition. So whatever kind of hits you, whether it's the imagery or something about it, um, I would say that's the first step of being your own tarot reader. Um, I also think there was a resource that I think you you and I both found it incredibly helpful. Um, There's an online platform called Biddy Tarot, and we'll link to it in the show notes. But... It's a woman, it's it's put out by a woman who, I think she's Australian or, or she might be from New Zealand, but she just has a really beautiful and pressure-free way. It's so great. It's just so beautiful and intuitive. And I think, I think that that's, for me, probably the biggest influence I've had as I look at tarot is looking at it through the lens that she teaches it. And you can get so much from her website without, without even needing to take a course. I've never taken a course from her, but I have, I have a book about from her about kind of how to read and what the different suits mean and what different numbers mean. But she really above all teaches you not to get lost in any of that. Right. I would say it's more to self helpery. It's, it's, it's less, um, again, it's less giving meanings to the cards and it's more just like a tool for, it's like getting a book on, you know, whatever self-help book right. you might, it, it, it's just, right. it's, it's like another self-help tool. I think it is too. And I think it's one that it's just been a lot of, I think it's been a lot of fun to dive into. It's so much fun. That's the other thing is if you just kind of, I mean, I had some friends over the other night and we, we got out the cards and it was just fun. Like, you know, some friends had questions about their jobs and, um, you know, of course I got into my mode and was (laughs) playing tarot reader, but it was really fun and it's no pressure. And I don't think anyone walked away thinking my life is forever changed. It's just very fun to do in a group by yourself. And I just highly recommend it. It's not evil. I, I can't stress that enough is that, there's nothing 
evil about it. No, I mean, it's, it really is, to me, all it does is help me tap into my own intuition. And when I feel close to my intuition, I feel really close to God, to source, you know, it's something for me that makes me feel much more in tune. And so that's, that's been a really beautiful kind of takeaway for me. And that's the other part of it as your intuition is when you are connected to God. Right. Right. As I see it. Like, yeah. so to me, there's nothing, you're not going to go wrong with it. Yeah. Um, if you have the right kind of mentality, when mentality. you approach it. Now, before we close out, I want to ask, um, we kind of talked about, well, one, we have this card reading that we did, um, but how we kind of each use it. Yeah. Um, is there anything there that you think we haven't said that you... Well, I think it's the way that most decks, kind of when you read through the manuals for a deck or whatever, or the instructions, most of those don't really resonate with me. And so I've kind of created my own way of both pulling and reading. Um, but maybe reading is, is kind of a little bit more along the lines of what we talked about. So a lot of the time when you're taught to shuffle and pull, there is, you know, kind of some traditional shuffling of the deck, there is a cutting of the deck, and then you're pulling from the top of the deck most of the time. But for me, there's just something about that that's just always feels off. I mean, I've done that a handful of times, but very few, to be honest. So for me, I like to shuffle the cards kind of in my hands. I like to spread them out and like smear them all over the place and then like put the deck back together. And then I like to fan it out and like run my hands over it. And either, usually it's like my finger will catch on a card and that's the one that I'm pulling as I'm thinking about it. And when I'm shuffling, I'm thinking about what is my question? What is the guidance that I'm seeking here? What kind Um, of, give an example of a kind of question you would ask versus one that you, one you wouldn't. I'll give you one of you shouldn't ask. You shouldn't probably say like, um, a yes or no question, right? Like you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to get clarity on, right. Should I buy a car today? Right. You know, maybe, am I going to, is, am I going to have a good day today? Yeah. That's, I mean, sure. But usually there's got to be a little bit more right. that you're looking for. So, so for me, like even if, if I'm struggling to come up with a question, I will just pull a card of the day and I'll say, you know, what kind of guidance would be helpful for me today? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm thinking about more of an existential question, you know, as I think about if, as I think about my career, um, what are, what are some of the things that I need to be keeping in mind? Mm -hmm. Right. Rather than, am I going to do this X, Y, Z thing? Right. Or it's not going to give you, it's not fortune telling. No. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then, yeah. So when I pull, I, I generally allow my fingers to catch on a card that feels meaningful or that it doesn't feel meaningful. It's just the one that like, to me, that's the one that I need to be pulling. And if nothing's coming to me, then I'll just like kind of look at the spread and my eye gets drawn towards some place and I'll just pull that card, you know? So for me, it's a little bit more like that, but what is, what's your practice? I would just say my practice is to not get caught up in having a practice really in, 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 I tend to be the kind of person who's like, I have to follow this to the exact T if it's going to work. So like you'll read and it'll tell you. And so I just kind of mix it up, you know, I I think think the most important, I think what you just said is so important. 
the most important thing is focusing on as you're handling the cards is to like really what is your intuition or what is your intention here? Mm -hmm. What is the guidance that you're seeking? And then like whatever comes up, it's going to be pretty reflective of what you've just put into the process of shuffling. You're not going to go wrong with whatever, whatever it is that comes up. And um, so, yeah, I would say, but I, I think there's some, some cool spreads you can do and there's some good ideas. So again, when you're starting out, we really like the um, wild unknown again. Yeah. That's the one we pulled from um, for today. And it just has some really neat, yeah, some spread ideas. It, it kind of gives you some great overviews of the different suits. Mm-hmm. And and our question, we, we did a poll before this, and our question was kind of um, a past, present, future. So you can pull three cards. And mm-hmm. it's it was around Easy A's. Yeah. And so we have a podcast, obvi- obviously, but we also have business idea and yeah. um, plans. And what are we doing, you know, we're having so much fun with this. And so we pulled three cards. Um, so, and we pulled from the wild unknown deck. And so um, we're, we're going to do our best to try to describe the cards and kind of our thought process. So we have, as our past, we have the lover's card. So let's start with that. Um, and it's two geese and it's beautiful colors. And so immediately when I pulled it, I told Angie, I was like, that makes no sense because the lover's <laughs> When I I know the meanings of it and the lovers means, you know, two geese are mated for life and, you know, it's like, get ready for some big romance in your life. And I'm like, this makes no sense. And she's like, my, well, your eye was immediately drawn to the two geese. Yeah. My eye was drawn to the two geese. And I, yes, I see the words, the lovers on the card, but what I see when I look at the card are, you know, Amanda and I met. It's been, you know, eight years or so since we met. And like, while we may not be lovers, although my husband jokes that you are my (laughs) wife. (laughs) Um, And we got photos this last weekend that he was like, that's your wedding shoot. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's, it's this thing where I look at the card and I'm like, we're, we're two, we're two separate individuals kind of flying in tandem. Like we're on a similar path, but we're not each other and we're not doing the same thing we are separate and, and when you said that though it was I was like oh bingo like I again I went to the words and then I was like oh two geese that makes so much sense like mm-hmm. when you look at it that's us we had a vision we were together we're like we have the similar idea we're not the same but we have a similar idea yeah and we're gonna do this kind of the launching off yeah that's where we started and then you get to the present card which is the one devil. That, yeah, it's the devil. And it's this goat with two horns and he has like this marking on his forehead and like fire on his feet. And it, it might look scary, but um, again, so I don't think you, I kind of... I didn't get a hit at first and then you started talking. Yeah, I was like, well, individually right now, we're both dealing with our own insecurities when it comes to work, when it comes to you know, business ideas. And, and so his feet are on fire. And I think our feet are on fire because we're, we're, we're like lit up. We want, we want movement to happen so bad. Right. And, and that can be, um, I think the devil can be like a negative thing. Right. And it is, it's like, you're either going to let that break you or you're going to let that serve you. Right. And so we're both obviously going to be able to deal with these energies, but just knowing that, on an individual level, you know, before it was this lovely two geese, mm-hmm. beautiful. And now we're like, oh, wait, are we really going to do this? Like, what are we going to do? 
I'm over here dealing with my things. You're dealing with your things. Yeah. Um, so, and then the mother of wands is the future card and it's a snake wrapped around kind of like eggs. And then there's a stick. And then you had a beautiful kind of interpretation of that. Well, and as soon as I saw it, like, I, I don't know the meaning of the card. I mean, I could take a guess because I know what mother means and I know what wands means. And so I could go into that. But what I immediately saw was this like intertwined snake wrapped around this protective nest of eggs, which obviously are waiting to be born, are waiting to be birthed. We have tons of ideas. We have so much love for them and so much warmth for them. And it's like, of course, at some point they're going, and you had talked about kind of like hatching them and mm -hmm. these ideas creating. And creating. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what awaits us. And it's like, to me, that's what feels like exactly right. And it's, I remember the meaning, like one word that sticks out to me from this card is attractive. So I feel like what we're going to be presenting to the world is going to be attract. We're going to be attracting something mm -hmm. and it's, it's, um, you know, I don't know if we know fully what that is. Right. Yet, right. Cause it's still kind of wrapped around. So with this reading again, like right. what does it do? It just gives us a little bit of like, I don't know, a little stuff that we already know. Like we know yeah. that our friendship started and that there was something special there, but that we didn't have any idea we were on separate paths with our careers. We know where we are right now. We It makes complete sense to us that we feel this thing. And, and we know that our ideas have legs and like will be something that will attract and manifest and, and yeah. you know but it's and so it's hopeful and again if the future card had been you know googly eyes we would have been like all right well we need to figure out why <laughs> that is why is that where what, are we at what here are we at? yeah yeah and you can always you can always change course well that's the thing too is that like your future is not predetermined <laughs> no, yeah. like that is just not the way it is whether you believe in like free will and free choice or whether you believe that everything is charted for you. Like, I just think there is so much that we just don't know. Um, the other thing I'll say about this too, though, is, you know, when you're getting into tarot and you learn that there are four different suits, but there are also major and minor arcana. And I think that was one thing that mm -hmm. I recognized, like at first was like, oh, wow, we got two of the three cards are considered major arcana, which major arcana are different, obviously different cards, different meanings, but they they signify kind of a big theme that's happening in your life. And so to me, I also felt like setting aside the meaning of the lover's card, setting aside whatever the meaning of the devil card is, to me, it shows that there's a lot of big energy mm -hmm. in here in terms of what you and I are kind of trying to create. Um, and when I think about the suit of wands, I think there's a lot of meaning there too. And that being kind of what pops up. So, um, you know, there's, there's just so many different ways mm -hmm. to look at it and so many ways to unpack it. And I think it should be fun. That's the beautiful thing is that like your meanings and my meanings, and then you put them together and it's like, wow, that's super cool. And I would say it's a lot like life. Like, let's say you're doing this with a friend and if you feel like you're trying and you're efforting and you're, um, you're like preaching at them or <laughs> it's right. like, that's not going to be in, that's not going to be helpful. It's more just like letting it be, letting it breathe and, and seeing what comes through. And even if that's admitting, like, I'm not really getting anything here, right. you know, it's just supposed to be, it's, it's that kind of energy that you want to bring to your, right. to your life anyway. The, Hey, I'm not in, I'm not in control of 
everything here. I'm just going to take a take a breath and let's just see what what happens because totally. we don't know life is just like that anyway and that's no what's we don't exciting. know and if we think we do we'll probably be surprised if you want a tarot reading let us know yeah we will we will be happy to oblige that's a wrap for this episode of easy a's podcast thank you for stopping by and joining us for more information on what we discussed today check out the links in the show notes We'll be back at you soon for another conversation amongst friends. But if you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Easy A's Podcast. We'd also be ever so grateful if you would take a hot second to subscribe to our podcast and give us a quick rate and review. And better yet, share us with one of your friends. See you soon.